This is the Woodland Hills Family Church Podcast. Our desire is to inspire you and your family to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Now enjoy today's message with Ted Cunningham. Today we start a brand new series called Imago Day. Imago Day is Latin for image of God. And this is a foundational message. It's going to lay the foundation for the rest of the month as we get into a lot of issues that we're dealing with. This is a core doctrine of our faith. Understanding the doctrine of the Imago Day is going to settle for many of us the struggles that we've seen in our culture and in our world over the last couple of years. And it's going to bring us back to a place where we lock eyes with people every single day and start with this first thought, foundational doctrine of Imago Day, rather than the way many of us approach people. How many of you, when you meet someone, you, your first question to yourself, you don't ask it out loud, is, I wonder if they're vaccinated. <laughs> I wonder what they think of the virus. I wonder if this is a Democrat. Do you think I'm talking to a Democrat right now? Or is this a Republican that I'm dealing with? You see, we're constantly asking ourselves questions about people because those questions and the way we answer them oftentimes is how we value them. Are they worth my time? And the doctrine of the Imago Dei, simply stated, is every single human being is created by God and in the image of God. That gives them automatic intrinsic value. Every Democrat and Republican in the room now is created in the image of God and has automatic intrinsic value. If you come from a red state or a blue state, every single human being is created in the image of God, personally autographed by God, automatic intrinsic value. And we're going to start in Genesis chapter 1. If you have your Bibles turned there, we're going to jump right into verse 26. In 26, 27, and 28, these verses are going to lay the foundation for the rest of the month as we look at what does it mean to be created in the image of God. Two words, if you're taking notes, I encourage you actually write these in the margin of your Bible. The words reflect and rule. The simplest definition I know of being an image bearer of Almighty God is we are called to reflect His glory on earth. We are made to reflect His glory on earth and rule with authority over all creation. We are to reflect, resemble his glory on earth and rule with authority over all creation. Let's jump right into verse 26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image. In the creation narrative or the creation story, all the way up to verse 26, you get this language, let there be, let there be, let there be, as God creates the heavens and the earth. When he gets to verse 26, it changes and it changes. And many believe it's because this is the pinnacle of the text. We read in verse 26, let us make mankind in our own image. So us here referring to the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea. That's my favorite part of verse uh, 26. And the birds in the sky over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Verse 27. So God created mankind in his own image in the image of god imago day he created them male and female he created them verse 28 god blessed them and said to them be fruitful and increase in number fill the earth and subdue it 
Men and women, we have dominion over creation. Rule over, here it is again, the fish in the sea. This is something we honor. Yes, Lord, we will follow that. And the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. You know what the first thing that jumps out at us from this text is that humanity, human beings are more valuable than animals. They say it clearly. We're more valuable than animals, but we are called to care for animals. We're more valuable. It means every time I release a 15-inch rainbow trout into Taney Como, I'm practicing dominion. I'm ruling over it because we're told you're not allowed to keep fish between 12 and 20 inches. I should probably remind you of that. You're not allowed to keep fish between 12 and 20 inches. You have to throw them back in the slot. Uh, but, But... The Imago Dei is so important for us to grasp because it brings to us humanity the answers to the questions that we ask that animals don't ask. I love this time of year going down to Taney Como, and my favorite thing to do is to try to find eagles. They're back in the area, and every time I drive by Taney Como, I'm looking for them. I've had a couple times in 20 years where they've kind of come over the car, and I kind of keep with them, and I pace with them. These are great moments, but let me tell you something. As majestic as the eagle is, the eagle does not wake up in the morning if they do sleep. I, don't, I didn't research this enough to know everything about the eagle. But the eagle doesn't get up in the morning and ask questions like, why am I here? What is my purpose in life? What is the eagle's concern? Food. I'm just going to eat. The Imago Dei answers for us the big questions of life. Why am I here and what is my purpose? As an image bearer of Almighty God, you were made by God. So all the birds of the air and the the fish in the sea, they were made by God. But the difference between them and us is we were made in the image of God, which gives us automatic intrinsic value. We have worth. But we're called to rule over creation with God's authority and rule as he would rule. This is why when we talk about the environment... And I know climate change is a conversation that's on the news all the time. And sometimes when I talk to Christians about the environment and about caring for the earth, I get this look like, are you crazy? Like, no, no. Christians should be leading out on this conversation because of the foundational truth, this foundational doctrine of the Imago Dei. Are you a tree hugger? I'm an image bearer. That's what I'm called to be. That's what you're called to be. We're called to care for God's creation with wisdom, rule as God would over creation. We've been placed here to reflect his glory on the earth and rule with authority over all of creation. I think when it comes to human rights, we should be leading out on this conversation with the Imago Dei. It's what I consider first thought theology. That when I see all that's going on in the world and I see all that people are dealing with and I see all the different nations and all the struggles and the wars and everything, my first thought is every time I see a person on the news, no matter what they believe, I want my first thought to be made in the image of God. It'll change the way I view them and it'll change the way I respond to them. See, the Imago Dei starts with let us make man in our image, in our likeness. So it's talking about our relationship with God. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, it says that God has placed eternity in the human heart. He has not placed eternity in the animal's heart. 
He's placed it in the human heart. So it affects my relationship with God. It affects my relationship with others and how I view others. Francis Schaeffer, he wrote extensively on the image of God and man. And he said, the problem with secular humanism is that we, we see people constantly trying to find their value and worth somewhere else. We find it in our job. We find it in our gender. We find it in our sexual orientation. We, we, and, we, and you hear this term now, even in culture, like I now identify as. It's people seeking greater value. The bottom line is you cannot find greater value because you have all the value you'll ever have because you're created in the image of God, period. It doesn't come to you based on what you do. It doesn't come to you on where you were born. It doesn't come to you on your race or your nationality. It comes because you are an image bearer of almighty God. And here's what Francis Schaeffer says. The ironic fact is that humanism, which began with man being central, you want to find worth in life? You find it. Look deep inside. You make decisions that will determine your worth. Can't do it. Had no real meaning for people. On the other hand, if one begins with the Bible's position that man is created by God, as all creation is, but humans are different because we're also created in the image of God, there is a basis for that person's dignity. Your dignity, your worth, your value comes from being created in the image of God. And honoring the image of God in men and women means we see every single human being from red states and blue states from other countries, whatever the fact. We see every human being as personally autographed by God and highly valuable. Today we want to talk about the practical side of worth and value and what that means. Give some very clear handles on what you can take through the rest of this series, but hopefully through the rest of your life. If you find yourself, can you think of a time more now where we need to be treating people with, with care and with, with treating them as highly valuable? I haven't been on Twitter since November, and the primary reason is is because it's a toxic cesspool. The way people are talking to each other, the way pastors are talking to pastors, the way Christian authors are talking to Christian authors, I'm like, what? You have forgotten this core foundational doctrine that every single person, you agree with them or not, created in the image of God, automatic intrinsic value. This is what one of the founding elders of our church, Gary Smalley, it's his definition of honor. He says, honor is a decision we make to place high value, worth, and importance on another person. I would probably add to this, honor is a decision we make to place high value, worth, and importance on every person. Every person we lock eyes with. Well, how do we value people? We tend to value people based on their age. Right? We see small children. We see children in the womb. As, well, they're not born yet. They haven't done anything. They don't have value. We don't need them. And society can rid themselves of this child. But then you go to the other side, and, and I talked to a lady after the first service who said, i got to tell you where I've been the last couple of years, and I didn't realize how much learning about the Imago Day was going to help with this. But he says, she said, Ted, when you get older, and, and, and my senior adults in here can amen any of this that you want. She says, you think slower. <laughs> Nobody's going to admit it. You talk slower. I, I, I've been stumbling more. And she goes, I don't feel I bring a lot to even family gatherings. Think about this for a second. She said, and you begin to get in your mind, do I have less worth? Well, here's the bottom line. Your age does not determine your value. 
The fact that you're an image bearer of Almighty God, there's where all your value will ever be. We, we tend to look at it at status. How about income? What, what question do we love asking people when we meet them? So what do you do? I always go Boston when I ask that question. I have no idea why I... Why? Because we want to know what you do, because then we're going to start to figure out how much you make. And when we figure out how much you make, well, then we might be able to decide, okay, you're worth my... T- you're somebody I need to get to know. You're someone I need to spend some time with. Race, we're going to be talking about that next week. Political party, do we agree? If we agree on these things, then you, worth, you're, you matter more to me and I'll, ha- I'll stick around for the conversation. Marital status, single or married, immigration status. Remind, you know what the Imago Day tells us? Every time you turn on the news and you see people coming across our southern border, the Imago Day says every single person crossing our southern border is made in the image of God, has automatic intrinsic value, whether they're coming across documented or undocumented. Now, some hear that as a statement of, of immigration policy. No, it's an Imago Day theo- theological statement. Every person who crosses our southern border, whether legally or illegally, is created in the image of God and has automatic intrinsic value. Abilities, disabilities, and intelligence. Honoring the image of God in men and women means we see those who don't look like us, talk like us, believe like us, or vote like us as personally autographed by God and highly valuable. It was a little more engaging at 8.30. I'm going to be real honest with you. Those dozens and dozens of people engaged. Some of you are like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Because your value comes from God, not me. Your value has been established. Your worth is established. And when I honor you, or when I dishonor you, guess what? Does nothing to your value. Honor Esteeming you as highly valuable recognizes value, but it does not set value. And some of you have had a rough year. Some of you were just fired from a job. Have you ever been fired from a job? Don't raise your hand. But you've been on a job where the boss thinks you're trash. And they send you out and you sit in your car and you're like, oh, have you ever felt that type of worthless feeling? Let me tell you, a firing Being let go from a job does nothing to your value. Your value's been set. And when I honor you, I recognize that. When I dishonor you, I'm just not recognizing that. How about this? Let's get very practical. Your value is not based on your spouse's thoughts, feelings, words, or actions. If you're having a tough time right now in marriage, your husband, your wife does not determine your value. God determined it already. It's been established because you're an image bearer. Some of you might be able to amen this. Your value is not based on your ex-spouse's thoughts, feelings, words, or actions. I was recently at a church and made that point. A guy stood up and went. (laughs) I said, see the prayer team down front after. (laughs) Some of you are carrying around worthless feelings for, for years and years. And the Imago Dei for you today is a reminder that Almighty God created you to reflect his glory upon this earth and to rule over creation with authority. When people walk away from you, that does nothing to your value. Some of you are like, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy. Why would anybody want to be around? Listen, 
You're created in the image of God. Nothing I say or do can add to or take away from your value. I either honor you or dishonor you. Either way, your value doesn't change. And in the weeks to come, here's what we're going to be covering with the Imago Dei. Honoring the image of God in men and women means we see every human being from every nation, tribe, and tongue as personally autographed by God and highly valuable. I hope this affects the way you go into the next election cycle. I, I, I hope you walk. I, I, next week, we're going to be covering this right here. I hope God does a work on your heart and on my heart to see this is, this is the, the value of people. A couple weeks after that, honoring the image of God means we see every human being born and unborn as personally autographed by God and highly valuable. And we'll cover that on Sanctity of Life Sunday. And I just, I feel it's important to say because I know a big decision is being made this year. The Supreme Court of the United States of America, of America recognizes the value of human life. It does not set the value. It may be the highest court in the land, but it is not the highest authority. And I am praying that this year they recognize it and they see it. And they see the unborn as a human being with automatic intrinsic value and highly valuable. They see every unborn child as personally autographed by God. But remember whatever happens. Highest court, not highest authority. And then we're going to cover this. And you're like, you're going where angels dare to trod with this Imago Day. We are. Teaching your children to embrace their biological sex and marry the opposite sex honors the image of God in men, women, and marriage. And we see it all the time. I, I've seen, the, I've read the articles this week about the transgendered athletes. And I just, I need you to hear this clearly from Willen Hills Family Church. You won't find greater value by switching your gender. Because your gender doesn't give you value. God does. When God created you in his image, he personally autographed you. You don't get your value from your biological sex, your sexual orientation, or your gender identity. You get it from Almighty God. And that's that's the problem with secular humanism today. It's like, no, I'm going to go out. I identify as. You can identify as whatever you want, but you know what? It will never remove from you the fact that you are an image bearer of Almighty God. And you won't find greater worth, greater value outside of that. Teaching your children to embrace their biological sex and marry the opposite sex honors the image of God in men, women, and marriage. So let's get very practical with this. Those are the implications of it. But the practical, Proverbs 22.1 says, A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed, to be honored, to have your name lifted up, right, is better than silver or gold. And this is what I, going back to the age thing for a second, for the seniors in the room, I've seen this with so many senior adults, like especially at Christmas time, they don't want any more stuff. They just, they have enough stuff. They've spent the last 10 years trying to get rid of stuff. They're downsizing. Every time you leave your mom and dad's home, you get a box of stuff. Like they just don't want to burden you upon their death, right? And how many of you had a Christmas where mom and dad gave you stuff as you came home, told you my funeral's covered. I even got that paid off this year. And, and like they're, they're just preparing for the end. And let me tell you, silver or gold, they don't want any more. They've had it. They got plenty. But you know what they'll never get enough of? Being esteemed is highly valuable. That's what the Proverbs is saying. It's greater. It's better than silver or gold. 
James 3, 9 through 10 talks about the opposite of this. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. So how do we teach our kids who are watching, listening, remembering, and repeating? How do we teach them to honor people? How do we teach them to esteem every nation, tribe, and tongue as highly valuable? How do we get them to esteem their brother and sister? I, I love the parents. They're like, why won't my kids just get along? Because they see mom and dad always going at it. One of the best ways to teach your children to honor God, others, and you is to honor each other. Honor begins at home. If we can give you two very practical ways to do this, and many of you, if you've been at Woodland Hills for any length of time, you know these are practical ways that we love to share these ways. The first one is an honor list that Gary gave us 20 years ago. It's just simply taking out and listing, writing down all the reasons why your spouse, your child, your parent, your coworker, your boss, your friend is highly valuable. Write it down, gift it to them. Better than that, speak it out loud in front of family and friends. The first time I saw Gary's, it was of Norma. All the reasons why Norma Smalley is highly valuable. And I asked, what do you do with this? He goes, I've been keeping track for years about her value. Because see, honor makes decisions and then it looks for the evidence to back it up. He said, so after we get into a fight, I like to come in here and pick up this list. It's not the time to edit. He said, "It's it's the time to be reminded of her value. And he goes, I usually don't have to get off the... I I, I don't leave the first page before I'm reminded of her value and it changes. And this is what we want with the Imago Dei is that you begin to change the way you treat people because you see them as image bearers, not someone from another color state. Write it down, speak it. Another way to do it is the honor bombardment. I love this one. We do this in our home. It's a great activity at birthday parties that go a little boring. Anybody been to a birthday party? We got to pick this party back up a little bit. Uh, Say, hey, why don't we go around the room right now and speak one word or story or sentence of high value over this person. And I always like to have someone take out their phone and keep track of it, text it that person at the end of the night, write it, gift it, speak it. Do this today at lunch, gather around as a family. And you don't have to do it for every single member of your family all the time, but pick one member and say, hey, we're going to speak words of high value. We're just going to keep going around the table. If it's a smaller group, it's even more fun. We're going to keep going around the table, going around the table, bombarding this person with words of high value because it's better than silver or gold, recognizing their worth and their value. Not setting it, but recognizing it. So something we need to do in worth and value and the practical is make an invitation in all of this. And we want this invitation to be clear as we go throughout this series. Through creation, as we've learned today in Genesis 1, 26 through 28, I bear the image of God. That's true of every single human being. But it's through salvation, faith alone, in Christ alone, that I become a child of God. And what we need you to see today is the difference between being made in the image of God and becoming a child of God. Years ago at Liberty University, uh, I guess it was 25 years ago now, more than that, 26, 27. Anyway, I was a student at Liberty, uh, and a couple of weeks after Newt Gingrich became the Speaker of the House... He came to Liberty to speak, and it was this conference, and they had him set up to speak, and then one of the strongest stand-on-top-of-the-pulpit, fist-banging preachers you've ever met from the Independent Fundamental Premillennial King James Version, only Baptist church, was speaking after Newt Gingrich, and I knew this was not going to go well. 
And I'll never forget Newt Gingrich going up. And I see this with a lot of politicians. And it's, it, we have to make sure we use discernment and understanding theologically when we watch the news and all that. But Newt Gingrich got up and he said, um, and, and, he's, and it was a theme throughout his whole talk. And very, he's a scholar. I get it. He's a brilliant guy. But he kept referring to the fact that we are all God's children. And I could see this fundamentalist preacher behind him just kind of squirming in his seat, not, I mean, going crazy. And you could see it in the whole student body, like, oh, man, this is going to get good. I can't wait to see. And I don't know what he was prepared to preach after Newt Gingrich spoke, but we got an entirely different message, I can tell you that. And this is how the preacher stood up. And I, could he have had more tact? Yes. Could he have been kinder? I think so. Uh, but I'll never forget him standing up. And the whole message was geared toward Newt Gingrich. It's so awkward. There are thousands of us in this auditorium. And he goes, Mr. Speaker. I went, oh, here we go. This is going to be good. He goes, Mr. Speaker, we are not all God's children. And then we got 30 minutes of this point here that I hope to deliver with a little more kindness and compassion as we move through it. Because what he was saying, I know what Newt was trying to say, but I was actually glad that Newt was able to hear the difference between being an image bearer and being a child of God. And we need to be discerning. Yes, you have automatic intrinsic value. So people will ask the question, what about Genesis 3? What about sin? What did sin do to the image of God in man? This sin marred the image of God in man, but it did not remove it. Sin distorted the image of God in man. But amen to this. Jesus restores the image of God in man. Fully restores. And that's why when you understand the doctrine, the foundational doctrine of the Imago Dei, it brings new light when you read that when you accept Christ as your Savior, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Through creation I bear the image, but through salvation I become a child of God. The passage that we used uh, at Christmas and during our Christmas series or during our Christmas service. And again, I just want to say publicly thank you to our whole team that put last week uh, together for us uh, to celebrate online. They put months, they put a couple of months into that and it showed. And so we're grateful for it. But I shared John chapter one, verses nine through 12. And just to see how that plays into and how that speaks into the Imago Day. In John one, nine through 12, we read the true light, Jesus that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, I love this, and though the world was made through him, Jesus is the creator and sustainer of all life. Jesus, let us, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Though the world, though every human being is an image bearer of almighty God, not all image bearers recognize him. Verse 11 goes on even closer to home. Verse 11, he came to that which was his own, the nation of Israel, but his own did not receive him. Image bearers made in the image of God, created by Jesus, did not recognize him. But verse 12 says it clearly. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, this is Romans chapter 10, verse 13, Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, period. He gave the right to become children of God. And the invitation throughout this whole series is that every image bearer who attends, every image bearer that watches online, 
will understand their need for a savior. Will repent of their sins, will cry out and place faith alone in Christ alone, call on Jesus as their Lord and Savior, believe in their heart that he's been raised from the dead, declare him as Lord, and be saved. Yes, the image of God was marred by sin, it was distorted by sin, but Jesus completely, it was, it was distorted by sin, but Jesus completely restores that in us. And we are grateful. And so some of you, you, we could give several examples on the way out, but I just know some of you are coming into the new year. I don't know what you've been seeking for your value. I don't know what you've been looking to. You've been tying it to a job. And, and I, I, this is in a lot of, I know messages today are going to be on resolutions and new year's goals. But boy, that if you would start this year, Right? Not tying your worth and value to what you do. Not tying your worth or value to your bank account. Not tying your worth or value to silver or gold. Not tying your value to what you have or don't have. Not tying your value to the relationship that's forming or the relationship that went away. Not tying your value to a family or a group of people, but understanding clearly you were created by God and for God. You were created in his image, which means you're created for his purposes. And there are many ways that seem right to a man, but in the end, they lead to destruction. For some, you've been living on the path to destruction, that today you would get on the path to understanding who you are as an image bearer of almighty God, place faith alone in Christ alone to become a child of God. Our prayer team's going to be down front. Afterwards, we'd love for you to meet with them and spend time with them so you can understand more but that you would understand that about you. But I just have to say, followers of Jesus, I hope this series changes the way, I'll say it this way, it changes our tone and our approach to people we don't like, to people we don't agree with, to people who don't vote like us. We're coming into an another election cycle, and I'm like, oh, Father, save us, Lord Jesus, please return to this earth as quickly as possible. I don't think I can handle another election if I'm being real honest with you. <laughs> I'm taking you to lunch. I don't know who that was, but we've, we've got lunch plans now. Uh, we should be leading out with grace and kindness and love and understanding and so many conversations that we're leading out in with anger and bitterness and frustration and a win-at-any-cost attitude. The Imago Dei says no. The Imago Dei says people have value. We're going to see them as valuable. We're going to approach them as valuable. They don't agree with us. They're coming against us. They're fighting our way of life. They're fighting our values, but they are created in the image of God and have automatic intrinsic value. And I will speak to them in that way. I know many of us need the Imago Dei to understand who we are, but we also need the Imago Dei to better approach and to better care for our neighbors, and to move forward into the new year with that. I hope you plan on being a part of this series. I, and I just got, I have to warn you, this series is going to go places that I know, I just know some of you are going to be like, oh boy. Can I just ask that you allow the Holy Spirit to call you by name in areas of your life where the Imago Day is not the foundation? Next week, we're talking about every nation, tribe, and tongue. And I know June 2020, well, that was a rough, 
was a rough month. We spoke on racism in this church. And I, I hope you see next week that racism is so anti-gospel. It's so anti-imago day. Allow the Holy Spirit to call you by name in that. Work through that. I remember when we did the message on Black Lives Matter and people, I mean, up in arms, ready to... And some telling me, I won't be showing up for that. You need to show up for that. You need to show up for that. And this is what I hope for us. I hope it's true of our church and always be true. We should be leading out on these conversations because of the Imago Dei. These should be conversations that we invite people to the table to have the conversation rather than show up ready to... Imago Dei, personally autographed by God. Would you pray with me? Father, convict us. That the Holy Spirit would call us by name and call out these areas of our lives where we do not treat people well. We look disrespectfully at people. We are unkind to people. We look at other people from other nations, tribes, or tongues as lesser than us, that we would be convicted of that. Trying to create our own identity and find our own identity and deciding who we are and what we're going to be outside of the Imago Dei, convict us of that. That we would fully embrace the image of God in man. For the one who's never placed faith in Jesus, that today would be the day of their salvation that they would say, Jesus is Lord. And we know that everyone who calls out that name will be saved. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. And everyone agreed and said,